Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com and brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Sabrina, and this morning I'm hanging out with Kim. Yay. And we were going to have Vicki with us too, but you know, life. So sometimes the best attempts to uh, sync up our calendars still don't totally play out the way we thought they would. Maybe that sounds a little bit like your life too. Like real life. Yeah. Like real life. Yeah. 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 And, and you might hear Finley and Chano in the background since I am recording from home. We have two seeing eye pups in progress in our, in our midst, but they got a lot of wrestling out, out of their systems about a half an hour ago. So it might be nap time. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, if they join the conversation, that is okay. In fact, (laughs) it would give us the chance to do a little research on seeing eye puppy raising, you know, research, research. What what a great segue because we wanted to talk about research papers this morning. Yeah, I really had to reach for that one, didn't I? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It sounded pretty good to me. (laughs) Okay. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Research papers. Yeah. Gotta have them. Don't always love them. Nope. Some people do. Yeah. Some people do. Some people really geek out on the process and the format. But in our experience over many years with our own kids and with kids in our co-ops and in our community and in our umbrella school and all that. We have found that more kids than not don't really enjoy the research paper writing process. Yeah. Yeah. I may have had a few of those in my household and quite frankly, I might be one of those. (laughs) Amazing. Sometimes mom doesn't like the research paper writing process and that's okay. You don't have to feel bad if that's you. Um, But we want to talk about the, the, Other piece of of benefit that comes from writing research papers. So obviously there's academic benefit. There's all of the learning that takes place on whatever topic your students' research papers on. And there's all of the practice in following directions that comes from using the, the style guide for MLA style or Chicago style or APA style, whatever type of research paper they're writing. And there's all of the perseverance that they learn and practice, right? In the process, because a research paper is not a one and done. You really shouldn't churn out an essay in a single setting. You really should come back to it and edit it and make it better later. But if you absolutely have to, I mean, let's be honest, you can just churn out an essay as a one and done. It won't be your world's best essay, but... It's uh, it's possible, even if it's not recommended. Research papers, not so much. You cannot just churn it out. Okay, there are a whole lot of steps that go into it. If your teen is inexperienced or unexperienced, if you are, um, wait, I said inexperienced and unexperienced and unexperienced is not really a word. Underexperienced is what I meant to say. If your teen is inexperienced or underexperienced, or if that's your situation, when it comes to writing research papers, um, Seven Sisters has your back. We have research paper writing guides for APA style, MLA style, and Chicago style, all available at sevensistershomeschool.com. They are affordably priced and they are friendly, broken down, process broken down into bite-sized chunks 
different formats for possible syllabus that you can use so that you can make it fit into whatever your calendar needs it to fit into. Um, six weeks or eight weeks or 10 weeks, however long you want to take. But there are guides available. So if you feel inexperienced or underexperienced, or you think that your teen is, uh, check out those writing guides. They are gold, if I can jump back in. Oh, yes, yeah. please. Yes, yeah. you're back. Hi. Yes, because if you're not as fortunate as I am to have your best buddy, Sabrina, only you know minutes away from your home <laughs> and able to sit down with your children and coach them through the process when you can't do it yourself or when the dynamic between you and your children uh, gets a little tense and you don't have oh, a best yeah, friend around thing. who is a really good writing teacher, you can just plug into my best friend who is willing to be a good writing teacher, as well as some of my other great friends who are also fabulous writing teachers. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. That shameless was a plug. shameless plug. That was a but beautiful, very, shameless very plug. Honest, but really very honest from yeah. the heart. There's no shame in saying, I can't do this. This is not mm -hmm. in my wheelhouse. I didn't feel any shame in saying, oh, wow, I can't teach my kids high school level chemistry. And yet for some reason, I felt like it was not a cool thing to say, oh, I can't really teach writing. I'm not good at it. It's not funny. Yeah. Because reading and writing is yeah. woven into our everyday life more than high school level chemistry is. We, we yeah. shame ourselves sometimes, or we let other moms shame us and we yeah. don't mom shame at seven nope. sisters. Um, we nope. say you be you and reach yeah. out and connect with others who yeah. can help with the things that you don't feel great about. Mm -hmm. All right. So, uh, seven sisters, homeschool.com. <laughs> if you are looking for a research paper writing guide now, in addition to the learning that takes place on the subject matter, the perseverance that is developed through the process, the time management skills that are practiced, the following directions that are practiced. Wow, there's a lot of good practice that goes on with the research paper. But there's a whole other deeper layer that is about character development, sort of. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Because research paper writing forces teens to grow in their critical thinking skills. In case you haven't noticed, we live in a world where there's a lot of information available on your phone, in your pocket at all times, right? Our teens have grown up in an environment that has huge amounts of information just right there in front of them all the time. And some of it is coming through um, news sources, various degrees of how reputable they are, various levels of bias, anywhere politically, philosophically, um, internationally, but however you want to look at those things. But in addition, you have the confusion of info you get from a .com versus info you get from a .edu versus info you get from a .org versus info that you get from a .gov, right? There are all these different sources, even for straight up research on a topic, more than just following stories in the news and listening to commentary. And our teens are going to live in this world with only an increase in the amount of information being thrown oh, yeah. at them. It's, it's not going away. So part of what is wonderful about the research paper writing process in high school is that it helps teens learn how to evaluate the information that they have found. Um, used to be back in the days when dinosaurs roamed the earth and we went and used the card catalog, <laughs> card the catalog. library. 
Yeah, I almost forgot that phrase and it, it just came back to me. Card catalog at the library and took out books and periodicals. And oh my goodness, do you remember the microfiche machine? I am so dating myself, but I thought microfiche was the coolest thing when I was in high school. <laughs> Okay, so how we did our research for our research papers. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) You would have been like, what is wrong with her? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But back then, you know, if you if you found a book on something, um, wow, that information was considered reputable by some publisher who was willing to invest dollars in their editing department and then in their Um, publishing and printing and warehousing and distribution departments. So it wasn't necessarily accurate, but chances were pretty good that somebody with some, um, some real skin in the game, you know, had evaluated it closely enough. And it was, it was a pretty good bet that, that there was a lot of accurate information in there, right? Now, if you can pay a couple hundred bucks a year to host your website, or if you just put stuff out through a free platform, like, via social media, you can instantly paint yourself as an expert. You can put tons of content out there and there's really nobody evaluating it before it goes live. And that is a problem for teens who are still young. They don't have a lot of life experience. They haven't experienced um, the, the big reveal when someone that you thought was telling the truth is now revealed to have been deceitful. And those things are sad in our lives, but they are certainly instructive. We learn a lot from that life experience. When you're 15 or 16, you haven't seen as much of that. And so your critical thinking skills are not sharply honed and they need to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, anything you want to weigh in? I'm kind of talking a lot this morning because I'm passionate about this subject, but you should cut me off if you want to. (laughs) And I will, I shall definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is just true. I, as you were talking about the volume of information and I kept, just kept thinking of that phrase about drinking from a fire hose. And, and, um, I I think with information with our, our students right now, it's almost like standing at the bottom of Niagara Falls and trying to, oh my. you know, trying to sift wow, out that's a good image. All, of, all of it. Yeah. Right. Try Cause you're not only trying to catch some that's, that's good for what you want to say. Like you still have, you still have a message in your, in your uh, paper, you know, depending on the type of paper you're writing, whether it's just straight up information or sharing a perspective or whatever. And yeah. So yeah, that's my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Good. Good mm-hmm. thoughts. Good thoughts. Good image yeah. with the Niagara Falls. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's a really good image. Yeah. So when our teens work through the process of writing a research paper and when they have some help and some guidance through either a teacher who's working alongside them or through a research paper writing guide, um, they are walking through exposure to different sources of information because a research paper is not a book report. It's not just reading something and then summarizing it and spitting it back. That's a good skill, but that is a younger skill. That's something that we begin working with kids in elementary school on and by middle school, they're doing more in-depth papers of that type, but those aren't research papers. And actually, that's something we should make very clear, because for reluctant writers, especially if their parents were also reluctant writers, 
sometimes that's a misunderstanding. And Mm -hmm. so a student can end up graduating from homeschool high school, never having actually created a research paper. They've just written papers on different subjects or different books that they read. Um, So a research paper requires accessing multiple sources of information on the topic. And then as Kim said, depending on whether this is an APA style paper Um, where you are not expressing an opinion or perspective of your own until maybe the very, very end. But instead, you're synthesizing a lot of data and you're putting it out in um, a form that makes sense and that that all points to a particular um, understanding of data and information. Or if it's MLA, Chicago style, either of those where you begin with an opinion or a perspective that is your thesis statement. And that guides and shapes all of the data and information that you share through the rest of it. Um, Depending on which style paper you are writing, you bring the information that you have found in these various resources and you, um, you, you have to piece it together. It's like dumping out your jigsaw puzzle from the box onto the table and you have all these pieces. They all have a place. Hopefully it's not a 2000 piece puzzle. <laughs> if so, if so, it's going to be a lot more than 10 pages in your research paper, but um, you know, hopefully it's a nice, I don't know, 100, 125 piece puzzle that the pieces are big enough. You can really see them clearly. You've got space on your card table, but you have to get them in the right order and you have to find the places where they connect and you have to find the ones that look exactly the same because they're not exactly the same, all that kind of stuff. So you're having to evaluate information that you have found on a subject. And that is where it is a wonderful thing to um, help your teen recognize the, what am I ever going to do with this in real life part of writing a research paper? Because that's one of the things that we get squawked at, squawked at about that's one of the things that teens yeah. squawk about. There we go. There you um, go. They, you know, <laughs> they say, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be a writer. I don't, I don't care about this. I'm not going to go to college. I'm, I'm headed straight to the workforce. I'm going into the military. I'm going to vocational school. I'm, I'm not going to college. I don't need to write a research paper. Well, you I, do need to I'm think. never going to do this. Yeah. Right. You need to but think. But you do need to think. <laughs> yes, yeah. You do. And you need to be able to filter out things that are not reliable that are clearly misleading or manipulative. Um, And you need to be able to find things that are actually saying the same thing, but saying it in different ways or from slightly different perspectives. Um, You know, we we think more about teaching our kids to, um, to filter out stuff that's not true, that's not accurate, that's not factual, that's not helpful, whatever. But at the same time, we need to be helping our kids embrace what is true and is factual, but is being presented from a slightly different perspective, because that broadens our teens' perspectives. That enables them to um, have relationships with more kinds of people, to respect and appreciate differences, to have a more global, international openness to um, people and ideas, rather than just fitting into one little box and always seeing everything that way. So it's both and. It's learning to filter out inaccurate information and it's also learning to recognize truth when they come up against it so you mean that we're actually teaching them like really good thinking skills and evaluating skills and organizational skills and that what they're learning how to do in their research paper they might actually even if they never have to write a research paper 
that they might sort of need to do something like this verbally at some point in their life. Isn't that crazy? Verbally and even maybe with their thumbs on their phone. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, here's, here's what I believe, but here's why I believe this, you know? So it, it uh, it can translate into a lot of different things that we don't necessarily connect. So you can help your team connect those dots. Right. If they're struggling. Yes. And, you know, while you're at it, throw career exploration and soft skills formation in there because interview processes now have much more of a component um, where an applicant is asked to share their why or, you know, their, their motivation or their goal or a time that they learned something from an experience in a particular way. And, And those kinds of interview questions, they will be much easier for a team that's really worked on this kind of critical thinking development. Mm, Yeah. Am I jumping the gun to talk about like the perseverance that they might develop, especially if this is challenging for them? Not in the slightest. Go ahead, jump that gun, (laughs) get in there. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, Just especially for someone for whom this is challenging, the perseverance to learn that I can do hard things is huge, right? Um, Mm, I can do something that's not in my natural set of giftings and that I may not love it, but wow, I did that. Or I might even discover, wow, I, I didn't hate that as much as I thought I did. That was one of the best compliments one of my students ever gave me, not for a research paper, but wow, I didn't hate that as much as I thought I would. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. And um, it is helpful if you let them pick a topic for the research paper that is something that they kind of care about, at least in some area of their life. Um, It doesn't have to be something that is really foreign to them from the time that they start studying it. And that's one thing that I think trips up a lot of people is they just randomly assign their kid a topic and it's a topic that their kid knows nothing about and has no interest in and has no frame of reference for. Mm. It's great to write a research paper about something you already know quite a bit about because you're interested in it. And the yeah. paper causes you to, to go deeper. So true. At our local umbrella school, I do not teach writing there, but our writing teachers use, use our structures and everything. And so I hear the kids talking about their research paper all the time. And I don't get a lot of kids take me up on it, but I always ask them, I say, you know what, if you want somebody to help proofread your paper, or Mm. if you just want somebody to read it after you put all that hard work into it, and maybe the only people that are reading it maybe are you and maybe mom or dad, and maybe you're the person who's kind of your academic contact. um, I would love to read it because it gives me such insight into them, um, typically, because they do choose their own topics. And I just think it's fascinating to see what they what they write about and what they learn about it. Yeah, it's really neat. Yeah. So look for ways to to tailor the research paper writing experience to your student, to their interests, to their um, strengths. At the same time, recognize that it is going to be working some muscles that they haven't probably built up before this point. And so they're going to feel a little bit weak. They're going to feel like, I don't know how to do this. It's a little overwhelming. And that's okay. They can do hard things. And they can ask for help and they can have a guide to work them, to walk with them through the process. Um, But also remind them along the way, this is not just an academic exercise. This is actually life preparation. This is shaping their thinking and this is enriching them as a person. And 
the skills that they use in writing their research paper will be skills that they use the rest of their lives, even if they never write another research paper. Yeah, that sounds like a good way to wrap that up. (laughs) It does, doesn't it? So we will end it there and hope that that gives you a springboard for the research paper writing adventures in your homeschool. And as always, we encourage you to interact with other homeschooling families in our Facebook group. We have a very active Seven Sisters Homeschool Facebook group. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're, we're, we have the blog available. There are all kinds of freebies in the store. If Seven Sisters is new to you, get to know your big sisters. You will find lots and lots of encouragement and you will find lots of other people who are currently doing the same stuff you are, homeschooling high school and maybe younger grades too, and who are willing to share their best tips, willing to share their struggles to normalize the struggle for everybody (laughs) and, um, and move you toward more and more encouragement and success in your homeschool. And then of course, there's always the Homeschool High School podcast, and we hope that you will join us for future episodes. This is brought to you by sevensistershomeschool.com and carried on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Till next time. See ya.